Hey guys, welcome to the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. And today is Situation Saturday. This is the time where I come on and I take different types of current events that are going on throughout the country that are relevant to our community and affect our community. And I break them down in simple to understand concepts so our community can make it make sense. So before I get into today's topic, I need everybody to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit your bell notification, and definitely hit the join button so you can join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community. Take advantage of all the perks and benefits that are being offered and make yourself eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash Giveaway. All right, let's get into it today. So today we are talking about reparations for Black America. And the reason why I decided to talk about this today is because I saw an interesting article where 11 cities are in discussions to uh, provide reparations to the African-American community that lives within their borders, their their city and town borders, uh, in the United States. And, and I find this very, very interesting. So I thought I wanted to talk about this because, you know, I, 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 have, I have thoughts, I have opinions. So, you know, when we talk reparations, reparations has been talked about since Abraham Lincoln. And for me, right, I feel as though reparations has never happened. And I mean, I'm sure everybody in the community can agree that reparations has never happened. And so anytime I hear of the the federal or state or local governments talking about reparations, I always kind of side eye that situation because to be quite honest with you, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not confident in the ability of, of that to happen. And, and I'm going to tell you why, right? And I, you know, I, I want our community to not fall into the same types of traps that we always seem to fall in uh, when it comes to outside demographic help. And, and let me let, let let me let, let let me break this down really 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 clearly right so you cannot expect a demographic that has oppressed you for over 400 years has shown you in multiple different ways over a 400 plus year span to all of a sudden change their stripes, as one would say, and and all of a sudden care and do the right thing for your community. So let me tell you what where I have the issues with the discussion of reparations. So number one, before we even get into this too tough, I want to break down the difference between reparations and relief, right? And I, and I want to explain to you why it is that reparations is highly unlikely in the United States. So as a lot of you know, if you've been following me for a while, I have a family foundation called the Scott Family Foundation uh, International, 
we are a civil society organization with the Economic and Social Council for the United Nations, and we're also a member of the United Nations Global Compact. And because of that, right, we lockstep with the stated development goals of the United Nations. And because we've done a lot of work with the UN over the years, we kind of understand where they are uh, on human rights. And so I want to share with you that the UN, uh, their, their uh, uh, UNHR, which is the United Nations Human Rights Office of the Higher Commission, they actually uh, issued an edict, uh, and what they call it is basic principles and guidelines on the right to a remedy and reparations for victims of gross violations of international human rights law and serious violations of international humanitarian law. The interesting thing about this is that the so the United States is a permanent seat on the United Nations Security Council, which means that when this came into effect, the United Nations definitely had a say so and a vote in this and it passed. So this is kind of the international, the basic framework internationally for how you would address human rights violations. Right. And and what I find interesting is is there are some points here that 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 really have to be looked at and i'm going to share some of these points with you and and so under this there there are really two three points that i really want to talk about so victims rights to remedy you should have equal and effective access to justice so to say that you have to have equal and effective access to justice would mean that police officers would have to be held accountable on a regular basis for the things they're doing even today, like shooting people unarmed in the African-American community. And while Derek Chauvin got 22 and a half years, which is right about what I thought he would get, uh, and you know that is cause for celebration because that is the first time, so first of all, the George Floyd, the George Floyd family got the largest settlement uh, of any African-American that has experienced this type of situation ever. And, you know, Derek Chauvin got 22 and a half years. So he was held accountable to a certain point. Uh, and I may do a video and talk about the Derek Chauvin situation and, and what I see uh, as being uh, what his prison time will be like, because he'll be protected for sure. And I may get into that in another video, but that's not the topic of this video. So while Derek Chauvin did, did get held accountable and there was some justice there, at the end of the day, right, that doesn't happen across the board. It's a very rare occurrence that that happens. So for the United States to offer or any city, state, federal government to offer or be willing to consider reparations, you must consider full reparations, which means that you must provide equal and effective access to justice. You must have adequate and effective prompt reparation for harm suffered. Uh, I'm still not certain where that is. Uh, access to relevant information concerning violations and reparation mechanisms. There are no rec reparation recommend uh, uh, reparation mechanisms in place currently. Access to justice, which is another point. Uh, I mean, we can just talk about mass incarceration, which don't worry, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna list a whole bunch of things that have happened that I want to remind the community of to ensure that we understand that reparations, in the United States is, is, is a fleeting dream, in my opinion. Reparations for harm suffered. Okay, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of points that go into that, but let's just deal with the fact that, how about the federal government, the state, local government, whoever's gonna do the reparations package has to tacitly admit 
and agree to the egregious practices that they have inflicted on our community. And I'm not so sure that the federal government, the state government, a local government is really and fully truly prepared to do that. So let's take a good example, right? So the Nazis, Nazi Germany, right? So, you know, they engaged in the extermination of a specific demographic. It was the Jewish demographic. And they, you know, there was a whole war. They lost the war, all of that. Did you know that right now in Germany, the, using the swastika uh, or what they call the Third Reich flag, right, is banned? And, uh, and, and only under limited circumstances with approval are you even allowed to use it. And that's all the way across the board in Germany, right? So the difference between, you know, Germany and the United States is Germany as a collective has openly admitted their errors. They have made legislative changes to, to disclose those errors and fix those errors and rectify those errors and have passed laws to protect people from having to go through those types of things again in their country. They are apologetic and they're not just apologetic with their words, they're apologetic with their actions. And that is not the case in the United States. You still have sitting senators that are making comments contrary to a remorseful and, and apologetic nature that one would have to have to be able to successfully engage in the fullness of reparation, right? So, you know, we as a black community, when we hear reparations, we hear money, we're gonna get some money. But we need much more than just money, right? People handing out money is great. How about handing out apologies? How about handing out legislation that benefits our community? How about handing out, you know, laws that benefit our community? How about, you know, ratifying police practices all the way across the board in a in, in a manner that is more inclusive and more uh, respectable at a basic human nature for our community? Let's do those things. Let's start with those things. And so when you when you see those things not happening, it's difficult to have reparation discussions. Moreover, right, let's not forget that at the end of the day, they're talking. What they're talking about doing is forming commissions, right, to discuss the prospect of reparations. So they don't even have anything in place at this point. They're going to form a commission to discuss the prospect of reparations. And let me give you a good example of a city that actually set up a reparations fund. So Amherst Town, right? So Amherst Township, the Amherst Town, right? How about they set up a fund, they voted, this is a local government, a municipal government that voted to set up reparations. And check this out. Now, what they did when they passed this, right? They passed this, they said they're gonna set up a fund for reparations for, you know, uh, African-Americans in, in, uh, in their town. The comical thing about their fund is that they said that later this year, later this year, 2021, they are going to put in $210 to the fund. You mean to tell me, and this is a predominantly black town, you mean to tell me that the best the municipal government can come up with after 400 years of atrocities is $210? You have got to be kidding me. Make it make sense. So what is every black person gonna get? A quarter? 
Everybody's going to get a quarter. I mean, what are you getting? 25 cents? That's 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 the amount of reparations that you have. It is an insult. It is a slap in the face to think that you could even as a municipal government deposit $210 anywhere and call that the start of a reparations fund for the African American community. How dare you? But are we really surprised? Are we really surprised? I want to review some historical realities with you really quickly, if I can, just to help you remember where we are and what it is that we're dealing with. So here we go, right? So let's start with the fact that, first of all, you know, when 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 the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, and before I even go in, let's talk about the Emancipation Proclamation. How about if you really read the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, what you find out is that, here we go. I'm going to read you a piece of the Emancipation Proclamation, and then I'm going to, you know, touch on a point that a lot of people don't talk about, that a lot of people really don't consider, that's not really you know, widely discussed, but I think we need to discuss it, right? So that on the first day of January in the year of our Lord, 1,863, all persons held a slave within any state or designated part of a state, the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States shall be then, thenceforth and forever free. Here's the thing, right? And I want to go back and read that again, because that point is so very important that on the first day of January in the year of our Lord, 1863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state, the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States shall be then this forward and forever free. Okay, you have to remember that there was a civil war going on at that time. The South had ceded from the United States. They wanted to form their own separate country. So the federal government of the United States considered all Southern states that had joined the rebellion and ceded from the United States of America in rebellion. They were in rebellion. And so every state that was in rebellion, right, the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves in those states, right? The Emancipation Proclamation was never a blanket statement across the United States. And just in case you didn't know, the North had slaves too, right? So Northerners were slaveholders, but because they weren't in rebellion, this Emancipation Proclamation, was they were exempt from that. So what we need to understand is that while it seems as though slavery was ended under the Emancipation Proclamation, that exactly is not the case. Slavery for some was ended. In fact, Abraham Lincoln even wrote a letter to Horace Greeley. And in that letter, he specifically said, and I'll read it to you, if I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. Which the third thing is what he did, right? He freed the slaves in the southern states. 
but the northern states weren't in rebellion. So the Emancipation Proclamation had nothing to do with them. I just want to put that out there for the record. But let's just take this a step further, right? So, so understand that the uh, slavery was only in part, right, ended when the 13th Amendment was passed. And I'm going to get into that in a second. So, so now, right, let's, let's walk into this. In fact, I'll get into it now. If you read the 13th Amendment, and the interesting thing about the 13th Amendment is that we celebrate, we as a black community celebrate this on a regular basis, right? The 13th Amendment, this is what abolished slavery in the United States, blah, 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 lies. So let's get into it. Neither slave, this is the 13th Amendment, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So slavery is over in the United States, except if you are convicted of a crime. Then at that point, you are subject to slavery under the United States Constitution. So what you have to understand about the history of the United States is oppressionary mechanisms have been woven into the very fabric of the United States Constitution. So do you really think, and, and the truth of the situation is the losing demographic in the United States is America of America has been and, and is still currently and may forever be the African-American community. Why? We were brought over here as property. The Constitution still legally only counts us as three-fifths of a vote. And under the United States Constitution, the three-fifths of a vote clause has not been ratified out. I want you to understand this level of reality when we talk about reparations. I need you to understand that oppression is woven into the very fabric of this country. And so when you talk about reparations for a, a, a demographic of people that were brought over here as property, as slaves, as bond servants to someone else, a ruling demographic, which is the Caucasian demographic in this country, right? I need you to understand that old mentalities die hard. And while you know, there are some very progressive Caucasians. And while I do have a number of Caucasian friends that do not think like this, unfortunately, that is not the whole of the Caucasian demographic. And the Caucasian demographic still votes. And a lot of people that have a lot of money still feel this way in that demographic. And because they control the, the legislative purse strings, because they're the ones doing the majority of the funding to a lot of these politicians, this is why things that should have been ratified out of the Constitution a long time ago have not been. So don't get it twisted. What seems good on the face of things rarely is good. Now, so... So that's just, let's just cover the fact. So, so that, that's the 13th Amendment, that's slavery. Let's take this a step further, 40 acres and a mule. So Abraham Lincoln did grant land to the African-American community, but then something happened. He was assassinated. And when he was assassinated, the next president unwound everything he did and everybody was displaced. Every African-American that moved to settle on that land was displaced. So I have a question for the community, and I just want the community to think this through, right? Why is it that I would want something from a demographic of people? Why would I expect them, right, 
to help elevate and uplift the collective community, the collective African-American community, when over 400 years plus of time has passed and they have proven time and time again that they do not have our best interest at heart, that they are as a collective demographic, not interested in helping us elevate as a collective demographic. They are just fine with second-class citizenry for the African-American community. Let's talk about how they've demonstrated this a few times. Okay, so, you know, so 40 acres and a mule is undone. Done, finished, quiet. Now, but around this time, reconstruction was happening. Do you know that African-Americans, in spite of the fact that what was promised to us was taken from us with a stroke of a pen by the oppressor demographic, I want you to know that we still thrived. As a community, we thrived. We were doing well. We were getting seats in Congress. You know, we were we were thriving in, in, in business and community and building our own communities in spite of the setback. So what did they do? They didn't like that. So they created separate but equal, the Jim Crow laws, right? So whites only bathrooms, whites only this, whites only that. They relegated us to what they called ghettos. And, you know, they the schools that we had had secondhand textbooks, old outdated textbooks. So they tried to stifle our intellectual growth and education. And moreover, on top of that, they began to what's called redistrict, redline. They changed the city boundaries, county boundaries, et cetera, in a way that would allow them to be able to pick up more votes, more seats in the house and relegate us to near nothingness in, in federal Congress. That practice still exists today. So I just want to put that out there as well. And then when separate but equal died, when Jim Crow died, mass incarceration began under the Reagan administration and was further bolstered and strengthened by the Clinton administration with strong support from then Senator, current President Joe Biden. So I just want to put that out there for the record too. So while we're celebrating the end of Trump, let's remember that nothing has changed. Things have just gone back to the status quo. So when you talk about reparations, it's very difficult for me to see a reparations discussion of any merit and value coming from the oppressor demographic. It make it make sense, right? And why would I want something? Oh, oh and, and by the way, so with mass incarceration, we saw the dismemberment of the African-American male, African-American females, the African-American family. It started with slavery. It continued through mass incarceration. Right? So they've been decimating our community one step at a time. Let's look at PUA. And if you watch my PUA video, then you already know where I'm getting ready to go with this. Hey, check this out, right? So how about PUA, PUA? PUA is about to end, yet they have nothing to offer us as far as these eviction moratoriums, which are about to end as well, which means that now evictions are going to quadruple uh, across the African-American demographic. Where's that in the news? So when we talk about reparations, let's just talk about the basic human dignity of you provided relief, 
Because see, so what 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 we're talking about is reparations. What they provided under PUA is called relief, and there is a difference between the two words, even though people try to use them interchangeably. Relief is something that happens with a natural disaster or a situation beyond your control, right? The federal government steps in and provides relief to everyone. Reparations is when you deal with a specific demographic and you rectify the issues through acknowledgement, compensation legislation and legal and legal uh, uh, remedies that are effectuated, put in place, measurable, actionable, trackable, and, and fully transparent. I have yet to see that for the African-American community. And I'm not saying that things are the way they were, you know, 400 years ago. I'm not saying we haven't made progress. But I'm saying we have a long way to go, and I doubt very seriously that reparations will ever be happening. But the more important question I have is, and again, I'm going to ask this question again, why would you want something from someone who's already proven several times over they don't care about you, can give it with one hand and just as quickly take it away with the other one? Write it into law one day and write it out of law the next day. Why would you want that? Why would we as a community continue to put the fate of our community in the hands of other demographics who are focused within their own demographic first, right? And then outside demographics. Let me ask you another question. Why is it that we would want or accept what I will call legacy uh, remorseful giving? where you feel like you're part of the demographic, you have white privilege, you feel like you know your ancestors did certain things and you feel bad about that. So to assuage your guilt, you're gonna throw a couple of dollars at the community. You're gonna provide a little bit of access and all of that. When are we gonna stop taking the crumbs and start fighting for the whole thing? When do we do that? Because see, here's the reality, right? Studies show Studies show clearly that when a demographic of people comes together collectively, develops their own programs, their own initiatives to be able to support those in need in the time of need within that community, right? When they provide, you know, uh, and fight for legislative progress that makes their schools better or curtails legislation to fit the desired school curriculum for what they feel their children need, studies show that those communities elevate, thrive, and progress. And it seems to me that every other demographic in the United States understands that with the exception of the African-American community. So I'm trying to understand that if that is the recipe for success, why do we keep asking for the handout? Why do we keep doing that as a community? I want to understand that. I want to make that make sense. Hey, guys, you know, if you can feel free to drop a comment below if you if you want to share your feedback and thoughts on that. Uh, but I definitely would like to know some answers to that. Now, I am of the thought, I am of the opinion, right, that we as a community can come together collectively. We as a community can roll out programs and initiatives that benefit the community and uplift the community as a collective to be able to elevate ourselves into a better position. We can position ourselves legislatively to be able to get the kind of legislation that we need to be able to safeguard our gains, safeguard our progresses. And I think that's what we need to do. And so with that in mind, 
I don't know if anybody ever saw it or not, but I did put out the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway uh, that I'm really excited about. So with that in mind, I do believe that, you know, we should look out for the community. I believe that. And so whether they're talking about it, I'm going to demonstrate that we can take care of our own. We should take care of our own. And so with that in mind, give me a second, guys. With that in mind, right? With that in mind. It's time for the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway. What a money resign. What a money resign. What a money resign. What a money resign. Hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all where the money reside. Y'all saw it. Y'all know what it is. It is time for the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway today. Today, today, today. I am giving away $1,000 to member a member of the hashtag real woke live chat community so what i'm getting ready to do is drop the link right to this here podcast studio the first three people in to the studio are going to be called up one at a time to tell us about themselves who they are what their name is where they're from and they are going to tell us what they would do if they win this money. And after they have all spoken, what I'm going to do is then open it up for a vote. And the winner is going to get their money live on the hashtag Get Real Vote podcast. So I'm excited about this. This I'm excited about, right? Because this is what it's about, taking care of the community. So I'm about to drop this link right now. Uh, in the community tab. So what you got to do is go to the community tab. Uh, if you are a live chat member, you are going to see a link come across right now. Uh, it should already be there. And all you got to do is click the link, come on back into the studio and bring y'all up one at a time. And here we go. We're going to give away some money today. So it's going down. I'm excited, you know, and these are the types of things that we need to do more of. You know what I mean? We need to do more of this. We need to bring more of this to the community. We need real support initiatives. So, you know, I'm waiting for y'all now. Y'all come on back here. Let me see you. Let me see you. I'm excited. Let me see y'all today. We are most definitely, we are most definitely making it happen today. So why am I doing this? I'm a firm believer that instead of talking about what should be done, what could be done, et cetera, et cetera, I don't do a lot of talking about what should be done or what, boy, boy by the way, it's hot. Uh, I don't do a lot of talking about what could be done or what should be done, Right. I just simply do something about it, right? I'm an I'm a actions kind of person. And so instead of telling y'all that we need to do these things, hey man, I, I have enough capital to do it myself. So that being the case, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing this myself. You know, I'm gonna roll out the support initiatives and programs myself, fund them myself between me uh, and, and my family foundation. You know, we are going to fund this stuff ourselves and we are going to do our best to get the community elevated, uplifted collectively and in a better situation. So I am very much excited about that and very excited to uh, give away this first thousand dollars. You know what I mean? I am definitely excited about giving away the first thousand dollars. I mean, that that's just what needs to happen. So, 
you know, at that point, that's what we're doing. So, you know, we're getting ready to get started here in a second. You wait a thousand dollars, wait for people to get on up in here. Hey, listen, I'm not leaving today till somebody get a thousand dollars. That's just it. That's just how it is. Oh, we got one person in. I'm gonna go ahead and bring them up and we're gonna see what we see here. So here we go. Let's let's get it, y'all. Learn to earn cash giveaway. Let's make it happen. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh good good afternoon. How are you today? I'm good. How about you, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so give me a second here. Working the thing out. Boom. There we go. Looking like magic. All right. So hi, how are you? Like what, what's your name? Oh, good. My name is Kimmy from California. Hi. Uh, so you're from California. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So tell the community a little bit about yourself. So I'm 35 years old. Uh, I have a degree in business and been trying, been on a journey of trying to establish my business uh, due to the whole pandemic. Give me a second. I want to make sure I hear you real good. Second, let me switch to my speakers here. Uh, boom. All right, go ahead. Give me a moment here. Let me go and plug this back in. I want to make sure I hear you really good. Okay, go ahead now. All right, so I'm a young uh, entrepreneur, so I'm a business major. Okay. Uh, I've been trying to establish my business for quite some time and then pandemic hit. So okay. I put a hot on things, but that's pretty much where I'm at with things right now. Trying to okay. get reestablished. Okay. Great, 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 great. So tell me a little bit about this business. What business are you starting? So right now I have a custom shoe line. Um, okay. And I'm on the avenue of uh, establishing uh, like a, a gallery lounge. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, okay. Tell me if you win today, how would this money help you? How would you be able to use this money to, to better yourself overall? What would you do? So, um, how this money will be beneficial to me is it would allow me the opportunity to enhance my inventory for my custom shoe line. So what I'm predicting on doing is I want to buy a big bulk of shoes, customize them, and then possibly give two away to a less fortunate individual. So I that's like that. what I'm hoping to do. Very, very cool. So here's the good news. The interesting thing is I, I, I have some news for you. You ready for this? Yeah. So I announced this probably about uh, Monday. So I dropped the video on this Monday, uh, rolling out the hashtag learn to earn giveaway, and I issued a press release on Tuesday. Do you know it is Saturday? And out of everyone that's seen this, everyone that's paid attention to this, do you know you are the only person that has actually subscribed to the hashtag Real World Live Chat community? Oh, wow. Uh, you know what? That sucks. You know, I, I hate I hate that it happened. But you know what? People need to seeing is believing. And I believe in you, man. I, I hear a couple of your podcasts and I, lo I really love to hear, you know, hate to kind of bring uh nationality and things, but a black brother that's educated. I, I appreciate that. I'm really, really flattered. I try really hard. So because here's the, the, the great news. I didn't even get to say the great news because you're the only person that subscribed. You win by default. Oh, wow. Like awesome. you win by <laughs> default. So I'm, I'm actually going to send you the money right now. So, you know, do you have PayPal? Do you have Zelle? What do you have? I have Zelle. You have Zelle. Okay, great. So I, I have Zelle. Um, I do have Zelle. I'm actually, give me a second here. I'm going to get on my phone here and, and, and get this to you. Like, I mean, I wish more people, I guess people didn't believe that I was actually really going to do this. 
Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's, I think people think it's strange that a person just gives away money, but I mean, I, I really believe in our community and I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. And that's just that simple. So with that in mind, here we go. Um, okay. So I'm in my, my uh, B of A app now. Uh, I want to send this to you. So I need to go to recipients. I need to add a new recipient. Okay. So are, is this going to you personally or to your business? Oh, you can send it to me personally. Okay. So individual. And are you, uh, is it a mobile number or email address tied to your, uh, to your Zelle? Uh, both. Can I personally just send you over my, in the chat, send you over my contact information? Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. You can definitely do that. Um, you can send it to the private chat for sure. You know, this is my first time giving away cash live on the podcast. I hadn't thought about the fact that people might actually want to protect their information. I'm so sorry. Uh, All right. You received it? I did. I did. Um, I'm looking at it now. Make sure I got it right. Okay. And I'm just going to write what I see here on the screen. Let's see here. Okay. Add recipient. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. I added you. Now, if I go to send, give me a second here. There we go. Give me a second. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now. Okay, here we go. So I want you to see that on the screen right there. If you can see that, that that's my Zelle app. You see that? I'm getting ready to uh, hit this. Uh... So I want to make sure you're enrolled with Zelle as Kamitra, correct? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm actually, you can see that right there. I'm actually getting ready to hit this send button. I'm going to hit it so the whole community can actually see this go down. Let me make sure I get my finger over there. Um, yeah. Okay. You're sending money to someone new. Okay, cool. Okay. Boom. What's it doing? Oh, I got to receive a text message. Give me a second. Send code. Let me get the code here and then I will show you when I'm done. Um, let's see. We got, okay. Okay. A second. Continue. So that is that is sent. Can you can you confirm receipt of that, please? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Did you receive it? Uh -oh. I'm having some trouble hearing you. Hold on. Okay. You can hear me now, though, right? Okay. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me all right? Okay. I hear you now. Great. Did you receive it? I did. 
Wonderful. Can you can you show that to everyone so they know that this is real and it ain't no ain't no gimmicks here. We really giving away money around here. Okay, now um give me a second. I most definitely do that. Chat comments. This is exciting. I love this. How do I show it on I guess this is private. I, th I think if you just turn your camera on and just show the phone. Oh, she left. Where did she go? Oh, no. That's not good. Where did she go? Well, hopefully she comes back. Um, you know, but, but just to keep it moving, you know, uh, hopefully she comes back. But I mean, this is what it's about, y'all. Like this, this is really what it's about. Like I, up, oh, she's back. She's back. Let me let me bring her on. Okay. Um, hi, hi, Kamitra. How are you? I'm good. Sorry about that, man. Um. Okay. So what were you saying? How would I show it? Um. If you just turn on your camera and just like, oh, uh, are you doing this on your phone? Are you doing this on a computer? I don't know how you would confirm. Yeah, okay. So if you're on your phone, then likely we're not going to be able to see it. Uh, because you're using your phone so that you can't like turn your phone around and show it. But you did receive it, correct? I did. Thanks, brother. Great. I really, really appreciate that. Like I'm I'm really, you know, I'm really happy that I, I was able to do this. Um, and this is something I'm gonna be doing on a monthly basis. You know, um, I just am a firm believer that we can really uplift our own community if we just take the time to take care of our community. And so I'm trying to demonstrate that and, you know, teach people that you can live good by doing good. So, you know, I'm really, really excited. First of all, thank you for even taking the chance to join the hashtag uh, Real Woke Live Chat community and seeing if this was even real or possible. I really appreciate that. And, you know, it was your jumping out there and taking a chance. It it, it, that's what paid off for you, you know, like, and, and being a business owner, being in business, it's, it's about, you know, you got to take some chances. You got to jump out there on faith from time to time and, and see if, if what you're trying to do is, is going to pan out the right way. And, and if you're going to receive the benefit that you're trying to receive. And so, you know, this is one of those opportunities and one of those chances where it actually panned out the right way for you. So I'm, I'm really excited for you. And I really hope that that thousand dollars really does benefit you. And I hope that your shoe business takes off. And 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 the great thing about it is, you know, I'm available to you. Um, if you ever want to talk, if you, you need consulting, you can go to frederickdscott.com. You can fill out a form, fill out a contact form. Um, I'd be happy to speak with you. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram at frederickdscott. Um, I'd be happy to speak with you, help you, give you guidance, give you advice, and, and help you be successful in what it is that you're trying to do. All right. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And I thank you for, you know, just being someone that's that's helpful and trying to help and develop the community uh, community. That's most definitely appreciated. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on with us and, and spending some time with me today. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, I'll probably uh, let's see here. Uh, so I should I you. I do have your number. So what I'll do is probably follow up with you. And I just, from time to time, I just want to know how your business is going and things of that nature, if that's okay. Oh, certainly not a problem. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you so much and you have a great day. You too. Thank you so much again. No problem. Bye-bye. Right. Guys, guys,
guys, that's what it's about right there. Like, yo, like y'all don't even really realize how I feel right now. Like how, you know, like, and it's hot. I'm hot right now. Y'all see me sweating and everything, but like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I love that right there. That to me, you know, when you're really, when you're really, what you learn when you, when you've been doing a thing for a while, you've been successful for a while, you know, you've made good money for a while. One of the things that you learn and you figure out pretty quickly, and I think I probably mentioned this in another video, is that, you know, you learn that the impact you make, wealth isn't about, you know, what you do for yourself. Wealth is about what you do for others. And I'm a firm believer that like, and y'all got to forgive me, like it is hot forgive me. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, we take care of our community. Like wealth is about taking care of your community, the impact you make in your community. You know, that, you know, how do you take care of other people? How do you take care of people who don't have it the way you have it? How does that work? You know what I mean? So, you know, for me, that that's really what it's about. You know what I mean? And so I'm really glad that I was able to do this. And I'm going to do this at least once a month at a minimum of $1,000. Like I'm trying to give away money, money to the community. And I'm trying to build, you know, something really strong and solid for our community that we can hold our heads up and be proud about uh, that we did collectively as a community. So guys, like this was the first of many, many hashtag learn to earn cash giveaways. I mean, God, I'm doing it a minimum of month a month, but I'm probably going to do it more than that, doing a minimum of $1,000 each time. But hey, you never know when I'm going to do it, when I'm going to announce the next one and how much money I'm giving away the next one. You'll, you'll find out the same way you found out about this one. All right, y'all. So listen. I thank everybody who watches me, who supports me. You know, I thank all of you guys um, who subscribe, who like, you know, I thank all of you because it is because of you guys that you guys give me so much encouragement and, you know, you guys give me so much strength to, to keep doing what I'm doing and, and know that it's benefiting someone. So I really appreciate everyone that supports me, that watches the videos, that subscribes, you know, guys, definitely hit that join button to join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community. It's because of your guys' support. It's because of your belief in me and what I'm trying to do for the community that I'm able to make the kind of impact that I'm trying to make. So definitely join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community by hitting the join button or clicking the link uh, in, the, in the comment that will be pinned uh, in the comment sections of this video. Um, definitely like, subscribe, hit your bell notification, and leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think uh, about the podcast, about Learn to Earn, about what I'm trying to do in the community. You don't realize how much feedback means to me and, and, and how big that is. So thank you guys for everybody that listens and supports and all of that. And uh, yo, listen, until the next hashtag for the free, oh, I'm sorry, not hashtag for the free, it's not Friday, until the next situation Saturday, yo, listen, I'm out!